I don't want to waste any time. I just want to take you to the book of Isaiah. Before we do anything, let's go to the book of Isaiah 64. Anyone there already? Yes. If you are there, tell us what is there. First one. Say 64 and the first one. The Bible says what? You all oh, that you will tear the heavens, that you will come down, and the mountains might wave at your presence, as the fire rekindles the push press wood. Yes, the fire will cause the waters to boil. And you can make your, no, your name known to uh, their adversaries. That the nations may tremble at your presence. I wish all of us had the power to read. Because I can see some, some of you cannot be able to read because of the dark. But what is Isaiah saying this evening? Isaiah is saying a message that maybe you have never heard before. Isaiah is commissioning God to render heaven and come down. I don't know what is your take tonight. Do you want him to render heaven and come? That the mountains in here can shake. That the fire will rekindle. That it will melt. And all will be at his presence. God is good. And that is how, God, how good God is. That he can render heaven, he can tear. This fashion says he could tear heaven and come 
down. This weekend, I want to believe that we are going to have a different experience than we have never had in our spiritual walk. Because I think most of you have never seen God render heaven and come. But I'm a witness that God can render heaven if we invoke him to do. Hallelujah. So how many are ready to invoke God to render heaven and come? Let me see by show of hands. Not like this. Yes, you were once in primary school. In primary school, they are very faithful. They do like this and say, teacher. Hallelujah. Yes. And when you do like this and that is how much the Lord will come. When you do like this, he comes in so much told to your life. Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we pause a moment to thank you for the Sabbath. We praise you and we worship you because you are worthy. You are the desire of all the ages. And here we are today very sinful. None of us can stand before thy presence when you are going to render heaven because we want you to come, Lord. And this is because of our sinful natures. But thank you because you have purposed us to choose well this weekend. Thank you because of the young ones. Thank you because of the youth and even the elderly in this congregation this night. Thank you because I'm here, Lord. I have no eloquence of the tongue. I have no language of the land. How I pray that you lend the heaven and speak through this vessel. I know I'm very weak. I know I have no language to speak. But I want to thank you, Jesus, because I'm a witness you're going to speak through this vessel. Thank you because today and tonight we want to feel you start with us. And as we stand in the book of Exodus 33, Moses said, Lord, if you cannot come along with me, let me not go. And Lord, you came and said, Moses, I will go ahead of you and you will come behind. I want to thank you, Lord, because you are ready to go ahead of me as we follow from behind. I want to pray that I diminish now. Even as you make use of me now, Lord, I want to pray that I diminish in your presence. Now shake heaven and come, Lord. Shake heaven and come and start with us because we want to build an altar for you here. One for us to listen to you. And one for you to speak to us, Lord. We have never experienced how you render heaven and shake the mountains. I'm praying that we have that experience this weekend. That we can say, behold, the Lord say it and do it. And do it. Thank you, Jesus. Now we silence before your presence. That we may feel you move and hover around. It's my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Yes. What is my name? Yes, uh, that is how troublesome I am. And that is how we start. We want to start by asking our question before we come to the real game. There is always a riasso, eh? warm up. So let's warm up before we start the real thing. And I'm asking myself, and you're asking yourself, how will God render? What, are, what is the criteria of God rendering heaven and coming to feast his servants? And his faithfuls at these last days or in these last days. What is the criteria? And number two, the second question is, who is qualified to meet with this God when he comes down and when he renders heaven? Criteria number one is found in the book of Exodus chapter 33 and verse 5. That is criteria number one. For those who want to experience God when he's moving because he must come, I know he's coming. We must look at the criteria. And that's why I hate the screen, by the way. 
Because people don't read, they just look at there. So I'm going to command that it's not written there. Would I be so bad to do that? People have Bibles and they can't read because if you have a Bible, open it even if you are not able to read it before you read there. Hallelujah. Because it is with you that it's good when you open. Have you opened there 33 and verse 5? The Bible says this. Yahweh said to Moses, Tell the children of Egerton. Listen to that. How are you? How are you? I wanted to hear whether you heard that properly. How are you? That is why I have come. To tell you you're very stiff naked. Tell your friend you're very stiff naked. Don't smile when you do that. It's a very bad one. Be serious. Be serious. Tell your friend you're stiff naked. Who is talking about that? Who is talking about that? God is talking to Moses and that is why I want you to be serious with your friend. He's saying, tell the Israelites, they are not here today, you are here. I have come to tell you, you are still naked. And I am. Because I missed anybody to tell me. I didn't see anybody point at me. I am. Just tell me seriously and honestly I am. God is saying, you are still naked people. Therefore, Yes, listen to that again. Take me slow, my sister. If I were, I, God, if I were to go with you for how many minutes? One moment. There is a fashion that says one minute. If I were to go in your midst for one minute, in fact, I will congratulate you. Finish? Is that how it? Is, is it nice? Hello? Hmm. Are you there? <laughs> God is saying this very seriously. If he has to come unto our midst tonight, for how many minutes? Just one moment. What will he do? And what do we do, Isaiah? What do we tell God to do? Come. So are we ready for him to render heaven and come? And he's saying, if I come to this room for just one minute, I will consume you. Listen to that. I will do what? Why should God consume us and yet we preach his God of love? Because we are stiff naked people. And therefore because of his compassion, God says what? Read now. Therefore. Therefore. Now. Take off your jewels. There's another fashion that says, therefore now take off your ornaments. That, that I may know what to do with you. Brethren, tonight the Lord is beseeching us that he wants to come to our midst, but we must take off our ornaments. We must take off our jewels. What does God, God mean when he says jewels and ornaments? Look at your life. Let me look at my life. Is there anything hanging in that life that the Lord does not remember, does not require? Is there any sin that is hanging in your life as an ornament, as a jewel? Are we together? That is what the Lord is saying. Take off. 
after we take over our sins. In fact, the Lord said that even unto Moses in the book of Exodus chapter 3, in the first 5, he says, Moses, take off your sandals, for where you are standing is a holy ground. So tonight, before we start anything, we must take off the ornaments. Hallelujah. Why? We want the Lord to abide with us. And therefore, the Lord says, take off your ornaments. Verse 6 says what? Yeah, no, not 3. We, I said we were not reading chapter 3 of 33. Yes. And the children of Israel striped themselves. Hallelujah. Stop a moment, my sister. When they had this, what did they do? They striped immediately. They never asked a question. They striped off the jewels. Yes. They striped off their ornaments. When the children of Israel, thank you, my sister, heard what the Lord said, they striped off their ornaments. And therefore, the Lord came down. One writer says this. Through prayer, through prayer is, not, is the way of life not just for use in the case of an emergency. True prayer is a way of life, not just a case to use during emergency. While we are thinking about how to stripe over an ornament and bringing another history, another place, another thing called prayer, how do you stripe of your ornaments? It is by prayer. And that is why we sang, there is a place of quiet rest, where? Near the heart of, of God. And how is that place? That is a place where sin cannot molest you. Hallelujah. It is a place some of us have been molested by sin long enough. But a place near the heart of God, sin cannot molest you. Hallelujah. If you think your sin has molested you long enough, take it to the Lord in prayer. Hallelujah. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Because there in prayer, sin cannot molest you anymore. Near to the heart of God. That is where sin cannot molest you. And therefore, I want to invoke each one of you to think about which ornament, which jewel are you taking to the Lord. Yes, the devil is aware. Listen to this. The devil is aware that one moment One moment on the knees in prayer is able to demolish what he has been building for many years. He is aware. Say he is aware. Mm -mm, be active. Tell your friend he is aware. The devil is that one moment in your knees is able to demolish what he has built in many years. Are you ready to demolish? Are you ready to bring the kingdom of the devil down? How do you do that? A moment in prayer. We want to get into our knees. Those who are able to kneel down, if you are, 
to strip of our ornaments. I don't know which your ornament is, but I want to believe you and God know them. I know mine very well. I'm quite conversant with my ornaments, and therefore I want to ask that we get to prayer before we start. We are singing the first stanza of our song, then after that, we get to our knees and stripe off so that we can have an experience with God this Sabbath. There is a place. A place where sin cannot more rest near to the heart of God. Oh, Jesus, bless, redeemer, sent from the heart of God. Need to the heart of Mtakatifu, mtakatifu, mtakatifu mungu na baba yetu uishie mbinguni. Tumeanguka mbele zako kwa mahana tumejua ukuu wako. Tumekuja tukiwa tumepondeka mioyo because sin has molested us enough. Baba katika jina la Yesu Kristo wana wako. Uliochitoa kwa ajili ya maisha yetu tumekuja tukiwa atustahili kusimama mbele zako. Ndio sababu kimya kimya tumekunongonezea yale ambayo tumetenda mbele zako mengine tukijua mengine hatujui na kufahamu wala atuelewi kama ni dhambi mbele zako. Mtakatifu Mungu unayesoma roho zetu ndani Tuwaomba sasa utufue jote ambayo ibilisi ya nadai ndani ya maisha yetu. Asante Yesu kwa sababu kafara yako ya msalaba. Ile ambao tulikuwa tunawiwa nayo ulilipa deni. 
Tuacha salsa mbele zako. Tukiomba tusamehewe. Tusamehe. Tusamehe. Tusamehe mungu. Tukubali chinzi tulivyo mahana tuwaitachi kukuona. Katika uku wako ukisonga chini. Ukizungumza na kutembea pamoja nasi. Baba yetu na mungu yetu. Tuastairi kukuinua maana umbali umetuleta. You have not consumed us. Yes, we have been walking with our jewels on. We have been walking with our sins on. We have done shameful things before you, God. This evening we repent and ask for forgiveness. Oh, have mercy on us, sinners. And if you do, Lord, we want to pray that you cleanse us whiter than snow. Thank you, Jesus, because you are now coming to our midst, that you shake heaven and come down, that the mountains can shake at your presence. Which mountain is raised against these young people? Which mountain is raised against the elderly? Which mountain is raised even against my life? In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, Lord, I come against the devil in the mighty name of Jesus, and I demolish every altar. I demolish every covenant and vow that the enemy put in our midst. I want to demolish that which the enemy came at night and planted in our lives that the Lord has been prevailing even now. Thank you, Jesus, because you are able to forgive and forget. Now tonight, even as we open the scriptures, Lord, we pray that you render heaven and come. Teach us how to listen to your voice. Teach us how to purpose well in this life. Teach us how to choose because you have already done it at Calvary. We now lift our burdens unto you and ask the Lord that your spirit may be moving around us now. Thank you because the devil, the enemy knows that when we go down into our knees, he cannot stand. He is scorched and therefore I want to arrest every demonic powers, every stronghold of the devil. I want to demolish in the mighty name of Jesus and ask Lord that today and tonight is worship. That we want to declare to the enemy that he may must pack and leave the, the meeting. Kama hakika kuna yeyote ambaye amefungwa mahali mahali, baba ninaomba sabato hii apate kufunguliwa kwa jina lako. Kama kuna familia ambayo imefungwa mahali, naomba baba kupitia kwa wale ambao wamo hapa ipate kufunguliwa. Kama kuna wagonjo mahali mahali, baba katika sabato hii akipekee wapate kubona kwa jina lako. Sasa shuka usunguze pamoja nasi ni katika jina la Yesu tumeomba na kuamini. Amen. Our message tonight is entitled The Power of the Voice. The Power of the Voice. The book of Genesis chapter 3, that is where we are going to start. And therefore now we have started. The Power of the Voice, Genesis chapter 3, in verse 1. The Bible says... Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. 
Thank you so much. I'm bringing you, I think, a fast that you know that the, now the Sabbath was how? More, more craft than any other creatures. The serpent. Who is the serpent now? <laughs> the devil. The devil, in the form of a serpent in the Garden of Eden, was more crafty than any other animal that the Lord had made. But that is not enough, and that is not more important to us tonight. But listen to the power of the voice. Now, when the serpent was on the tree, and the woman was walking there, I don't want to go into the story why was the woman walking, but he, he found a serpent, and there was a voice speaking from the serpent. What did he say? The serpent opened his conversation with the woman and said, Did God really say? Can you repeat my words? Did God? Did God really say? It's my message tonight. The power of the voice. And that is the only, only statement that changes the world to tonight, today. Which, which message changed the world? Did God really say? Did God really say? I'm asking you, did God really say? In fact, God did not really say. God said, hallelujah. God said you must eat the fruits, all of them, except the fruit in the middle. But how is the serpent more craft? He's saying, did God... Did God, did God really say the power of the voice? And when the woman heard this statement, really, really was the question. Then the woman said, I better explain. I better. And now the woman started explaining. How did they finish? How did they finish? You know the story. Sin entered into the world. Just by the power of the voice really say. When we look at the book of Genesis, God was not really saying, in fact, what God was saying. The power to create was there in chapter 1 and God could say, let there be birds and there were birds. Let there be trees and there was, he was not really saying. He was just Saying, and the world came into being. So the devil looked and said, if I say, this woman may not listen to me. So he came. His craftiness, in fact, was in the word, really. Underline that if you must. Underline the word, really. And that changed the world. Even today, the enemy speaks. Did God really say? Look at your friend. Ask him, did God really say? And then in English, we put on the dashes. Did God really say? That you should avoid fornication. Did he really mean that? Am I said when we are mature? <laughs> are, you, are you listening to me? Did God really say? Or he meant when, when we are here, we are free. Did God really say, ask again now, you are becoming more serious. Now I can see the message is coming. Ask him, did God really? I hear many Adventists asking, did God really say we should not eat meat? Did God really? But what did God say? There is blood in the flesh. Full stop. 
He never really said. But you hear them. God did he say we should not take tea? Are you there, my friends? We hear the power of what? The voice. The enemy is still speaking in us today. When he wants to tell you do something which is wrong, he will ask you, did, did God say homosexual is wrong? Did he really say? It was in another group and the youth said, it helps you to not to have a prostate cancer. Hallelujah. Did you hear what I said? Or you really heard what I said? <laughs> Did you really hear what I said? Yes, he said the scientists have proved that when you are, you are homosexual, you will not get prostate cancer. Yes, they have researched, but did God really say? Are you there? Did God really say? Yes, the scientists have said, did God really? You know, I have a message for you. Did God really say? And that is what changed the world, and that is what will change your life. Hallelujah. That is the only one that changes people's lives. Because the enemy is very craft. The Bible has already recorded he was more craft than any other animal. And therefore, when he approaches the woman, by the way, this Sabbath, if you could not use that word, really say, um, I want to read. Does it have that one? Which fashion has the, the, the word really say? Okay, because you don't have Bibles now. The serpent was more crafty. And he knew if he could approach the woman and say, God said you eat, she will say yes. So she approached the woman. Did God really? The power of the voice. The power of the voice. Our voices mother a lot. Our voices mother a lot, as much as our words. They have the power to awaken a sense and lead others to act. I don't know whether you have heard what I said. Our voices matter a lot. Our voices matter a lot. As much as our words, they have the power to change. To change. Did God, did God really say? When you walk around, when you do what you want to do, the power of the voice behind you, keep on asking, did God really say that we keep the Sabbath? Did he really say? What time did he say we start? And what time do you start? We start worshiping the Sabbath. Thank the Lord you are in school here. You can keep the Sabbath. When you are at home, what time do you start? In the morning. What time do you, do you end the Sabbath? Okay, ask your friend. Did God really say that? <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm just bringing you to the contemporary world where we know the message, we have the Bible, but we still ask you, did God really you say, some of us have turned this, this gospel to say, God looks at them. Did he really say that? Did he really say that when he said you keep the Sabbath? Did he really say that when he said be pure? He said, but some say he looks at the heart. But I know what comes out of the heart, the Bible says, is what is inside the person. 
Out of the heart, Matthew says, comes the last of the flesh. See your fornication. And then you tell me he looks at the heart and he can see you worshiping the Sabbath in the heart when you, when you have left the church at, at noon. <laughs> Happy Sabbath. Did God really? The woman was there. And we are suffering today because of the power of the voice. The power of the voice. So the voice has power. The words you speak, the words I'm speaking now, has the power either to change you or to destroy you. Some of, our, some of you will get out of this room and say, hey, did, did she really mean I, did she really mean this? I know there are those who are walking and asking the question, did, she, did the speaker really mean? What was her message? My message is this tonight. Did God really say? Did God really say? If you have heard my message, raise up your hand and wave to me. Yes, that is what brought trouble to us. When you keep on explaining, you get into trouble more. The woman said, no. God said we should eat and continue and continue and at last we arrive at verse 5 of Genesis. Let's read verse 5 of that Genesis chapter 3. The Bible records. Yes, now. The really saying of the enemy, the really saying of the Sabbath, finally says, for God knew that the day you will eat of the fruit, yes, your eyes will be opened. Yes. Knowing good and evil. The devil is concluding that God really knew, now he really knew, say, God really knew that the moment you, oh, you partake, you eat of the fruit, you will become like him. Swali, was he cheating? Was that truth? Am I, the devil was cheating. Okay. Am I bringing a very hard topic? Who was saying, did the devil, whatever the devil was saying, whatever the serpent was saying, is it true or not true? Yeah? <laughs> what did the devil tell the woman at last as a conclusion of the topic, as a conclusion of the message? He's saying, Satan is saying, for God knew that the moment you eat of this fruit, you become like him, knowing good, Okay. Now my question is, is he lying or that is true? It is true. What is not true is, really say? Are you there? What is not true is, really say? What am I saying? The devil was saying the truth. When they ate of the fruit, what happened? We are naked. Who told them they are naked? The fruit told them you are naked. They started hiding. The devil knew. That was true. What was not true is, really? So the devil mixes up you and concludes by truth. And you think now you are at home. Hallelujah. I don't know whether I'm, I'm speaking to somebody. Am I speaking to somebody tonight? The devil knew that the moment they could eat, they will be like God, knowing good. And in fact, that is the reason why the Lord kept them out of the garden of Eden, that they may now not eat the fruit. 
of life that they can become permanently sinners. So immediately God knew that they have eaten the fruit. He chased them out of the garden because now they were like him. They knew good and evil. And therefore he said even now they partake of the fruit of life, they will permanently remain see. Sinners, and therefore he said, no, I better keep them off and find a way of helping them. Did God really say? Ask your friend before she sleeps or he sleeps. Did God? So when the moment the devil, when the moment the devil starts talking to you, he brings an error, a very small percentage, and the rest is truth. The rest is yeah, I have already explained that some youth somewhere who are saying the scientists have proved that homosexual helps what? Yes, somehow, maybe, I'm not a scientist, there should be some factors, but did God really? Did God really say that? So who do you, who do you obey? Is it God or man? Now, allow me just rush to the book of Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 30, Isaiah chapter 30, in verse 12. The Bible says what? Therefore, that says the Holy One of Israel, because you despise this word, And trust in oppression. I didn't get what you read. And trust in oppression. And perfastness. And stay there on. Continue. Therefore, because you have not listened to the voice, this iniquity shall be to you as... You are eating your words. I'm not reading there. I'm listening to you. <laughs> Therefore, this iniquity shall be to you as a great a flesh ready to fall yes yes what Isaiah is saying, he's saying because now you have not listened to the voice of the Lord. Because you have not listened to the voice of the Lord. This iniquity, which iniquity? Which iniquity? This one, which one? Yours and mine, Senior. This iniquity that we are doing, this iniquity I am doing, will be to us a destruction. Our sins will find us out at last. Yes, there is power in the voice. But because we don't listen to this voice, we have listened to other voices, our iniquities will be our own destruction. And therefore, the Lord urges us tonight that we should listen to the power of the voice. The Lord is asking we should listen to the power of his voice. Otherwise, this is a, a, a God who has anger and he consumes even unto the fourth generation. I, I fear God when he starts acting when he starts acting in fact he acts let's go to the book of Jonah and that will be my last my last scripture tonight the book of Jonah chapter 1 
the power of the voice. In verse 1, the Bible says what? Yes. The word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai. The power of the voice, the power of the voice of God came to Jonah, son of Amittai. What did he say? Arise. Go to Nineveh, that great city, and preach against it. For their wickedness has come up before me. The power of the voice of God went to Jonah, the son of Amittai, and it explained the sins of Nineveh has been so much that it has come before me here. You know, sometimes we sin. Ama kiswahili ya kisikiki hapa university. Hapa campus ya wangi kiswahili. Mbona mnanyamansa ni kaina muelewi. Dhambi zako na dhambi zangu wakati mingine zinatembea anga. Ambia muenzako zinatembea. Na zinaruka. Zinamufikia nani? Ya. Mungu anasema Jonah. The sins of Nineveh are here with me here in my throne here in heaven. And therefore I'm sending you to Nineveh. That great city some of us our sins are so much that they move they fly and they go before god before you even look before god starts looking at you before he finds your network already your sins are with him already my sins are there i don't know whether you're listening to me why should some sins be pronounced before god why should some sins be ahead of, of the rest it is because uh, put your finger there eh? and go to the book of Timothy chapter 3 the second Timothy chapter 3 and verse 5 we are coming back to Jonah I'm answering the question why should some people's sins go before them and reach heaven before they are there <laughs> read yes chapter 3 verse 5 holding a, the, holding a form of godliness Yes, before you finish, before you finish. Those people who sins go ahead of them as they come from behind. They have a form of they have a form they look like they know yes, they are found in the church but their power of that church, the power of that message, they don't they don't? All of us here have come to church. Those other students there will, will think we are saints. What if we are found with them in the bushes? They are seen and you are seen. Which one will fly? Mm-mm. Which one will fly? You ask, Why? Welcome, welcome, ever welcome, blessed Sabbath day. Welcome, welcome, ever welcome, blessed Sabbath day. Watch Aisha Saturday, Sunday night. Let the Sabbath, eh? Let the Sabbath end. I was, I'm wishing those flowers move because you are, I'm still tired here. I don't know. If I had a, a wireless speaker, 
Good appreciate. Anyway, they having a form, but they deny, deny. In our language, there is an hymn. I don't know. I don't think it's in the English hymn. I have not found it even. I don't know. Yeah, I'm a kissy by, by, by tribe. And therefore, in the kissy hymn, allow me to use it. How many kisses are here, by the way? Uh, raise up your hands. Uh, because I want to, you to join this choir. Thank you. I'll translate with the rest. Okay. Those sins which have gone ahead of others to heaven, like the sins of Nineveh, are for the people who sing this hymn. Dora Sorogendo Kogenda Igoro Bomenyo Wabaya Omogoko Utambe Listen to their characters. Those kisses are understanding. Listen to the characters of those people whose sins are ready in heaven before them. Chorus in Aenda. Timo. Timo. Mwate. Mwate wa Timo. Kogenda. Iyo wimbo. Stanza ya kwanza, those of us who didn't understand the language, inasema, we are pilgrims on a journey going to her. Ikifika chorus, inasema, sisi wenye wa mbao tunayenda. Tumesema, atuendi. So, what is, which is which? What does the writer, what does the musician, what does the singer mean when he sang that song? He says, having the form of godliness, but in character denying the power thereof. Is a practical song I keep on using when I talk about Nineveh, when I talk about our sins, and when I talk about why we can't go to heaven. Why we can't go. It's because we have a form of praise the God. Praise the Lord. When it comes to our characters, when it comes to our behaviors, we are like the demons. I ever encountered some demons somewhere when I was praying. And the demons were saying, Shetania Shinde. Shetania Shinde. Are you listening to me? We were Shetania Shinde. Okay, let's see it once more. Shetani Ashinde. Udaelewa nimesema kitu. If you are not keen, you not you not really hear what I say. I was praying somewhere. Some somebody somewhere is praying with me, and I thought having a form of godliness is with me. Hey, ajeni mungu aitu mungu. Sasa when unukikemea Shetani Ashinde Ashindwe na ya nasema nini kutoka pa? Sijui kama mtakuwa hivi kesho. Watch ni kuja karibu. Shetani? Ashindwe. Yeye yeah, anasema haje? Ashindwe. Did God really? That is how craft the, the devil is. I only came to realize he is not of me. <laughs> yani sio wa kwangu. Sema sio wa kwangu. 
Wale ya msingi shetani ashindwe. Mwingine anasema shetani ashinde. Having a form but deny. So while we are here today worshiping, thinking shetani ashindwe, some of us are saying shetani ashinde. And therefore, because we think we are going to heaven, our sins are already where? Before us. And therefore, what did Jonah do? The power of the voice. When Jonah heard the voice of the Lord, he rose up. He was fleeing to Tarshish. Verse 8. Verse 8 or verse 6. Yes. Before that, before that, read verse 5. I want a message in verse 5 before we go to verse 8. Yes. And then that should be verse 4. Yes, that is the one I want. But Yahweh, who? When we are so sinful and we cannot repent, when we can't hear the voice of the Lord, Yahweh himself, whose fashion say the Lord? Yes, I want this. But the Lord? I don't know whether it's NIV that says the Lord cost. Find NIV. But the Lord cost. <laughs> cost a storm. What does it say? Find out quickly if you have an NIV Bible. The Lord cost the storm. What does it mean to cost? How, how do I get you to understand this? When we can't hear the voice of the Lord, he causes Yahweh. Ghost. Have you heard that, that fashion that says the Lord? Ghost. When, when Jonah rose and was fleeing from the voice of the Lord, like some of us do, sometimes when God is speaking, this is wrong, you want to flee to Talsi? The Lord will cause a storm. Tell your friend the Lord will cause a storm. And he has always cost. Some, some people have always moved to, to flee from the Lord's presence. And they met. Wakajulikana. Walijulikana. As we only did it once. But we were found. Out. Are you listening to me, young man? We did it. But it irijulika. Irijulikana kwa nini? The Lord. The Lord. <laughs> Caused the storm. So I want you to take the voice of the Lord seriously tonight because he will cause a storm. Kuna watu wengine hata wewe. Ukiwa hivi ama ukiwa mdogo. Ukienda kuiba tu maramoja unabatikano. Sema, ni leo tu nilijari? There you are. Sema watu wengine hata wanaiba hata wajurika. Iyo, iyo. The Lord causes a storm because he knows you know his Voice, whether you are young, whether you are a young person, even young children who grow up in the faith, know wrong and ra and right. So wakati tunenda, I remember, I think I was in five years, if not seven. Oh, the, our, uh, my, my teacher in Sabbath school had taught me the devil is a liar. Akaniambia hivi, nakumbuka vizuri even that age. Yakuamba, shetani ni mbaya, anakutuma unaenda kuiba, mapera ya mtu. Wakati umeshika hivi umechuna hata ujatoka mtini, anaambia mwenyewe ndio yule, ndio yule. 
So I grew up hating the devil. One day I tried. Zirikuwa tu ni zile saanjia nikitoka shuleni. Na unajua seven years. Are you thinking how? Which class do you think I was? One or two. Nikishika hivi, nikashikwa mimi. Watu wanapitanga, watoto ingine wanapita hiyo njia, tukitoka shuleni, wanakurakura. Mi niliana maramoja hivi. Unajua kitamba wako wanakushika hivi. Unasikia kechuli. Kechuli na kieko. Hebu ufanya boys. Iyo. Na hapa sao unambiwa. Apo. The old man was saying, Apo, uzitoke. Na utoki. <laughs> our fathers, our uncles, all times, hata kikuwana 10 kilometers, anakuambia, Apo. And you know we didn't have rights? Stand there for there you stand. Ungoje. Ungoje everywhere. Viboko virikuwa niya everywhere. Everywhere and anywhere. Sema everywhere and anywhere. Before you get to be taken to your parents, it is everywhere and anywhere. So I grew up hating the devil because anakutuma, then anakufanya nini? It is recently I realized the Lord causes the storm that we can be found out. So anyway, Jonah was there running to Dalsish, comfortably silly, underdog. What happened? What happened? Yahweh, God, the Father, sent out a great wind in the sea. And there was a mighty tempest in the sea. The ship was likely to break up. Continue. And the mariners were afraid and cried, every man to his God. Where is it? Which God? I want you to look at that. The mariners were afraid and they cried, unto which God? Small G, can you shout that? Unto which God? Why are you causing the mariners to shout to the small G? Why? So our sins sometimes have made the small Gs to call their God. Are you listening to me? You cause a crisis that other people now sought to look for witchcrafts and enchanters and sorcerers and sweetsayers because of your sin. When you are supposed to take them to the law, to the Lord with capital G. But the mariners were very faithful and they call upon their gods because they were afraid. Therefore, therefore, What did they do? They threw all the luggage into the sea. Asara, Masia, Asara. Asara, Masia, Asara. Why are you causing Asara? Kwanini sasa unaleta Asara wewe? Having a form of will make other mariners lose their luggage. Tell your friend, will make your parents lose their luggage. Will make this school lose the luggage. Even this one, even this campus, when you, you have a form of godliness, we lose. You make a loss. The mariners made a loss. And where was Jonah? Wait, where was Jonah? Where was Jonah? Do you think he was really sleeping or he was pretending to sleep? Hallelujah. <laughs> was he asleep or he was pretending to sleep? Why do we say he was pretending to sleep? Even in his sleep he was praying. Itafika lini. Nitafika lini talizi. So he was not sober, nor was he peaceful even in his sleep. Sometimes, even when we pretend like we have not done, 
we, have, we don't have peace. There is a place of quiet, rest near the, the heart of God. When your sin finds you out, run to that place because their sin cannot molest you. Finish the story. Yes. Yes. The shipmaster came to him. Why I'm saying you can't sleep when you are the cause of the storm. The shipmaster came to him and said, Why? What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? Anyway, how can you sleep when the mariners are awake and they have thrown their luggage? That is why I say he was pretending to sleep. In any case, when there is trouble, can you sleep? If your sister is sick, and she doesn't have breath over the night. Will you continue sleeping? If your mother is screaming, maybe the demons are, are making her scream. Can you sleep? That is why I'm asking, which sleep did Jonah have? She, he was only pretending to sleep. And then the shipmaster comes to him and asks, what do you mean? What do you mean? Why are you sleeping? Stand up and call. Stand up and call. Arise and call upon your God. Maybe, continue. Maybe your gods will turn and have mass on us. And therefore, yes. Wait a moment and let's think. When he asked Jonah to call upon his God, did you do you think did he really call upon his God? Yes? Did he call upon his God? You don't know. That first answers the question, the one you have just read. Say now what you have read. They all said to each other, Come, let us cast the lots. Oh, did he really call God? Did he really call God? If he could have called God, they could have waited to see whether God could save them. But because he didn't call, then they said, Let's do what? Cast and see. My question is tonight, is casting Lord, lots spiritual or evil? Casting lots. There's no one here who is my age or almost my age to tell me. <laughs> casting lots. Is it evil or is it spiritual? Huh? Who does that? Witches, very good. You are all close to me. Umeni anguka wewe. Wale watu ambao wanaitwa waganga ndio wana cast lots. Kwa lugha ya kimama yako, when you look, you read that statement sema bakanguliwa bomera. Hiyo ni hakikisi yangu. Your own mother, your own language will tell that first. Ya kwamba wakaende they cast lots. It is not like walipiga kura bakanguliwa bomera. Yeah, that is the kissy. And that was done by a witchcraft. I'm a magician. That was done by that person. In fact, it was done by a person who worships a god. A small? A small. He's never done with the people who worship capital G. So they went casting lots. Where is Jonah? Put it there. Tell your friend, don't pretend. Yahweh will cause your pretense to come out. Listen to verse, verse 8. 
If you are not serious about this, listen to verse 8. The power of the voice of God. Yes, read verse 8. When they cast the lots, it fell on who? Now say, the Lord fell on me. You say your name there. The Lord fell on Doreen. Shout it a little louder. The Lord fell on Doreen. Say it with seriousness. They cast lots and the Lord fell on Doreen. It is going to fall on you. It is not going to leave me. It is no respect. God is no respect of people. When it fall on him, what happened? Now verse 8. Now listen. Now tell us, please. Why? Now, now be serious. Be serious. What is your? No, you know, I'm doing humanities. I work, I work with the extension office. No, I'm doing teaching in Ikaton. Your sins, when your sins find you out, you must tell us who? Who? Yes, I worship in Usida. Who go office? Mbele ya wa? Mbele? Mbona muna nyamanza. Mbele? Hata mimi ni mbele ya watu. Aida mbele ya watu kanisani, mbele ya ofisi fulani, mbele ya police station. What is your occupation? I'm a student. In fact, I'm a student nurse at Igetoni University. Mwaka wangapi? Wapili? When did you start this? Unatafuta majibu, lakini utasema yote. But worse still, the people who are asking Jonah questions are the people who worship gods. Yeni nasike uchungu ni kisungumza hilo. People who worship. Yani unasimama kuelezea waganga, wachawi. And you worship the living? Ambia mwenzango, no. No. We can't ashamed God to an extent that we are answering questions before the gods. But Jonah was there. Tell us what your occupation is. Yes? Where? Where do you where in the tribe gun? When you see a man chalo? Eliza? Come on, Michalu ni wawapi. Wamigoliama wamabe. Yote utafanya nini? Yote utafanya nini? Uta elezea. Nyanyako. Nyanyako pia ni mchawi ama ni nani? Are you there, my friends? Are you feeling how heavy it is when we don't listen to God's voice? It costs us a lot. Yes, the next question. Okay. Are you a Kenyan? Hmm? When you Kenya, when say you Kenya, Mzarendo, Masai, you me valia ira munaita Mzarendo. Ebu tu wanyesha ni Kenya Mzarendo. Okay. Ulienda Somalia kuiba vitu via magendo. And they are saying, I'm a student. What is your country? Continue. Yes. Yes. Verse 9. You said to them, listen to that. You are already tired. Yes. Yeah, let them move. Because I'm finishing, that will be my last scripture. But you, I can't speak when they're moving. Yes. Well, how does Jonah start explaining himself? Uh, I am a, a Seventh-day Adventist. 
and I fear God, the God of heaven, the, who made the sea and the dry land. Does it make sense? Watoto wa mungu wa mjambo. Does it make sense? Does it make sense to them? How oh, 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 is it that you have not interpreted that first? I am an Hebrew who fears the, the living. Nonsense. Stop it. You know, remember, he is the cause of the star. But he's telling them, I fear. I fear God. Does it go together? Fearing God and the cause of the storm, do they go together? My friends, tonight, when we don't listen to God's voice, it is costly. Ambia mwezako ni garama kutoti sauti ya mwango. Ni garama sana. It is costly. In fact, it is costly. It costs you. My last question is, are you the cause of the storm in this campus? Are you the cause of the storm in this campus? Are some students suffering because of you? And you still retain that you serve the living God. Do others suffer in your family? Do your parents suffer because of you that somehow they are relieved when you are here? Because you are the cause of the storm. Listening to God's voice will enable us stand not to answer any question. Hallelujah. Jesus paid it all. Oh, to him I woe. He was the snow. has paid it all and all to him we owe. How many together with me are saying, Lord, help us, help me to listen to your voice before I'm brought to answer? Before I'm found out because Jesus has already paid it all. How many together with me can say, Lord, please help me listen to your voice by the show of hands. I think we are going to stand. If you are serious, please stand. And we are going to sing that choristers. Jesus paid it all. Jesus paid it all. The choristers take us through that song as we come to the closure of our evening program. I don't know which number it is. We pray. Our Father and God in heaven, when we think about Calvary, in tears we repent our sins. 
When we think about your voice speaking into our ears every Sabbath, every night, and every day, and still we are running to Talshis, Lord of Almighty, we have no words to repent before thee. Like Jonah, like Jonah, many times we are the cause of the storms in our lives. We are the cause of the storms in our families. We are even the cause of the storms in our churches. Because we can't live to be Hebrews. You have called us with a high calling. Yes, we confess we are Christians. We are Seventh-day Adventists. The church that is kept by your commands and by the testimony of Jesus and the faith. But we have not lived to that standard, my God. We are running and pretending to be sleeping even in the church. Tonight, Lord, you have spoken. There is power in the voice. We have found ourselves under the sheep sleeping. Even when you have spoken, help us to awake to our senses that we can know we have been called by high calling. We need to live by this standard, not by power, but by the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus, because you are God of a second chance. Thank you, Jesus, because you can give us another time. We are bleeding before thee this night that Lord cleanse us. Cleanse us because you have paid it all and all to you we owe. It will be very expensive for us to get lost when you have already paid it in Calvary. How I pray, Lord, that you come and dine with us, that you come down and help us live that which we are conversing in our mouths. Help us to live a practical Christianity, even as we come to the closure of the evening worship service. As we go to rest in our beds, my Father, I'm asking that you continually speak unto our ears, that we may listen to your voice and turn and look at you because you are God. I know you're going to cause storms, and you've already started causing big storms in the Adventist church. It is shaking time according to prophecy, and our sins are getting us out before you, King, comes in. When the king comes in, brother, when the king comes in, how will it fare with thee and me? When the king comes in. We are not yet to stand when your king comes in. We don't know how it will fare with me as your servant. I don't know how it will, be, it, how it will fare with my brother and sister there. I'm praying, Lord, that you move us from condemnation to judgment as the victorious Christians whom you are going to speak and say, well done, my faithful servants. Change our hearts for your glory. Change our commitments for your glory. Change our characters for your glory. That we can stand and say indeed, this is the Lord we have been waiting for when you come, the King of the Kings. Tonight dismiss us from your presence.
with the power of the voice in our ears, even as we meet tomorrow to worship you, Lord. May we be changed, and by being changed, we be transformed for your glory. It's our prayer in Jesus' name.